Hello and welcome to the Luke Miller Podcast. I'm glad that you're able to join us today as we are talking about what it really means for us to face some of the difficulties in life. Now, last week we took a break as we went through the archaeology and historical geography of the Holy Land, especially regarding Easter. But before that, we'd been taking a look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, looking at David and Goliath and and what it means for us to take hold of, of where God is calling us and in many ways deal with the things that we know may be difficult in our lives. And so we find ourselves uh, today talking a bit about that. Uh, we've talked uh, for about three weeks on 1 Samuel chapter 17, and I want to take a, a look in, in Romans chapter 15 this week, uh, which, which tells us what happens when we actually start to follow God's will. And and it's easy for discouragement to set in. It's easy for uh, us to feel like um, we are being attacked when we all of a sudden start to go after the giants in our lives and those things that that are are causing us trouble. Over the Easter story, we talked a lot about how Jesus uh, was had an adversary, how God has an adversary, and that that even when Jesus started his ministry we see that what happened is he was taken into the wilderness and then that Satan tempted him with all the things of the world. And, and I think it's safe to say that we, if we see it happen with Jesus, then it's probably going to be happening with us. We see it happen with, with Jesus' disciples and them being tempted with pride. And we see that there are all sorts of different things that, that we face as well. And so it, it should be safe to say that, that we should expect the unexpected. The question is really, how do we deal with it? And, and we find ourselves today understanding that, that when we make our own plans and we don't go into God's will, then often our plans are going to be hindered. <laughs> in fact, that's sometimes God steering us in the right direction. Nobody wants, the, the difficult, wants to have to deal with something difficult. And so it's very easy for us to make excuses. Uh, in Romans 15, chapter 22, we find ourselves taking a look at, at, well, it says right here, this is why I have often been hindered in coming to you. This is Paul talking to the Roman church. Um, and the reason Paul has been delayed is because he's, he's church planting. In verse 20, it says that he was focused on preaching the gospel where Christ was not known. And, and as much as he wants to visit the people in Rome, the people in Rome are, are his friends, and he would love to visit them, God's got something else in store for him. Uh, and, and again, it's the same way in our own lives as we take a look at, at what we want and what God wants and, and trying to find out his will and his purpose in his life. A lot of times, as we've talked about facing our giants and facing the difficult tasks that we may not want to face as God refines us, uh, God is going to be pushing us one direction and we are naturally going to want to do go the other direction. And the word hindered here means to cut off, uh, or to interrupt. In every way, he turned towards Rome, but in, also in every way, there were several things that changed his mind and told him he should go a, a different direction, that God was pushing him somewhere else. Um, and there's lots of reasons why our own plans can be hindered. Uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, if we read in, in Acts uh, chapter 16, 6 through 8, Paul and his companions traveled through the region, uh, and having set up, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of, of Asia. 
when they came together uh, at the border of, of Messiah, they tried to enter Bethina, and, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. Uh, and so they passed through and went on to the next town. Uh, and so we see that sometimes the Holy Spirit is just saying, you know what, you're going the wrong direction. We also know that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2.18, uh, for we wanted wanted uh, for we wanted to come to you, certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan blocked our way. So we know that also Satan can can be setting up roadblocks uh, for us and testing us, and that's so much what we've talked about. Uh, and we can look at all sorts of other things from a lack of our own faith to really realizing what God's priorities are. But, but in an instant, um, it was God's priorities that kept Paul from going to Rome. And, I mean, we make plans, but let's expect them to get messed up. In a year where I'm sure we all had great plans, I know people who were supposed to go on cruises, to go on trips, to go visit family, and immediately a year ago, it got wiped out, right? Um, if we expect the unexpected, then we'll handle life a lot better. <laughs> and, um, and, and I think I can see this in my own life uh, and, and be willing to, to adapt to changes. One of my favorite shows that I like to watch is The Amazing Race. And for those of you who don't know that, it's a bunch of people, couples that are put together, and they race all around the world under constantly changing circumstances from flight changes to different flights to the different skills that they need to have or different skills that they need to learn. And at some point, uh, the, the people who usually struggle the most are the people who are the most organized at the beginning because... They want to stick to a plan, and everything about that game show is about constantly changing plans and constantly adapting to the surroundings. Uh, and, and our place in ministry will change. After devoting a lot of attention to connecting uh, the disconnected to Christ, Paul sensed that, that he had completed the task that he was given to do. It doesn't mean that everyone in the region had heard the gospel, but that he had established churches that would be reproducing and equipping others with the task. And, and very much where we are at Sunrise is, as if you've been in our parking lot lately, you'll notice that it says, um, we've got those banners up on the, the light poles that say gospel and say culture uh, on how we want to be a church that is at the crossroads of gospel of the gospel and culture. Uh, and, and we want to be able to reproduce disciples. We want to be building God's kingdom and, and also developing that discipleship. Uh, and so it's, there's that internal component, that gospel component for Christ followers, and then there's that external component of being in, in the culture and, and being in our neighborhoods and being in our schools and our workplaces. And no doubt you hear me talk about that uh, a lot uh, on Sundays. But the first part of 23 says, but now there is no more place for me to work in these regions. Uh, and and no, no doubt as well, uh, we've been in those different seasons, right? And, and I feel the same way after coming from Saskatchewan, uh, being there for 10 years and, and seeing the church grow and seeing the church flourish and, and, and having a church plant and, and seeing people come to know Jesus. There is something very exciting uh, in there. Uh, and and yet God was calling us somewhere else and in that next season. Uh, you know, in the meantime, though, 
as I waited for immigration. You still want to be able to bloom and grow where God has planted you in that season. Even though immigration took longer than expected, there was work to be done. One of the beautiful things about being a Christ follower is even when you think there's no work to done to be done, God is saying, you know what? There is plenty of time or there's plenty of things that I need done where you are right now. And, and there's this challenge uh, and this principle to say, stay where you are and complete the job that God has called you to do. Do it uh, wholeheartedly. 1 Corinthians 7, 17 says, each one of you should retain the place in life where, that God that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. You have the freedom to, to change the place of your ministry because the sphere in which you will serve will change over time. Whether that is uh, working in student ministries at the church or in the nursery or, or functioning as one of our greeters. One of the things that I always uh, kind of say when new people come to the church is that there's something to be said about uh, when someone arrives and say they've been in uh, church for a long time and they've been volunteering in kids' ministry their whole life. And when they show up to the church, you hear, okay, well, you've served in kids' ministry. Perfect. We need people in kids' ministry. And and to put them into that without asking, you know, where is God putting you in this season? And saying, you know what? Maybe after 20 years of kids' ministry, they just want to uh, be fed for a bit or they want to work on greeting uh, or tech or or something else and 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 to, for us as a church to really allow people to find God's calling for where they serve it's very important but there's always something to be said about us being active in it our uh, I worked in restaurants for a good portion of my life uh, and there was a, a phrase that we always heard which was if you have time to lean you have time to clean uh, which means if there is time to sit around, then we've got plenty of work for you to do. And that's really what that ministry life should be looking like. Like uh, our, our personal preferences should probably be held fairly lightly in all of this. And it's, it's important to express our desires, but when God is calling us to work on something, we should be working on that. Our, our timing might not be God's timing. That's kind of one of the things I can say I've learned the most over this last year. And probably there's others that have been going through this as well. We see this in the last part of verse uh, 23 uh, and verse 24. And since I have been longing for many years to see you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to visit you while passing through and that you may assist me in my journey there after I enjoyed your company for a while. We hear this emotion, this familiar emotion that Paul has of longing and hoping and planning and wanting to enjoy time with the people of Rome. Um, but we also see that that Paul was set on Spain. Uh, Spain was, uh, modern day Spain, was the intellectual center of the world at that point and represented the furthermost extent of the Roman Empire. Uh, it was way out there. Um, and... And so there's something to be said here to note that that Paul doesn't set any dates or make promises that he can't keep. It's probably a good practice uh, because none of us know what lies in the future. But Paul lives this out in 1 Corinthians 16. I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits. Uh, and 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 so we have to understand that that we probably should, as we say, what do I want? to do, we should probably hold those preferences lightly and give more weight to saying, what does God want us to do? 
Again, this is the challenge that we face as we really ask ourselves, how do we become more uh, proactive in, in attuning ourselves to God's will uh, and attacking some of those harder things in our lives? Uh, and so I think as, as we look at this, it's, it's very uh, important for us to understand that along with all of this is this uh, guarding our, our integrity uh, and our personal integrity. One of the quickest ways to uh, slow down the cause of Christ is by not paying attention to our personal integrity. Paul could have could be trusted to faithful deliver the funds that we actually read in chapter 15, uh, verse 28. So after I have completed this task and have made sure that they have received the fruit, uh, it's interesting Paul refers to, it's a contribution to, uh, to those struggling, uh, that the contribution is considered fruit. <laughs> it's not considered treasure or loot or anything like that. And it's kind of refreshing how, how Paul refers to the money that he's bringing. It's, it's something that's meant to grow. Um, and so as we look at it, we can see that, that even in our own lives, we're saying, uh, with what God has given us, are we using it to help us grow? Whether it's monetary, uh, whether it's our service, uh, how are we, uh, are we sticking to the task that we have been given? Uh, as some observations in verse 28 are really just that. Is, is finish the task that has been completed. Follow through with your tasks. Make sure, in Paul's case, as the, the shekels arrive, but make sure you see a process through. Um, it took a, about a year, but Paul kept working away on it. And even if it's not in our timeline, then understanding that it's in God's timeline. Uh, and, and what I say here about personal integrity is to be above reproach. The word received uh, was used as a, a security seal. Uh, they would seal the sacks of grain with this in in uh, the ancient Near East. So the recipient knew that that exactly what amount was delivered, right? And 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 so we could probably do the same thing in our own grocery stores. If you get a tin of coffee, uh, coffee grounds or some coffee grounds, and it says that it is one pound, and it you get it and it looks like it's open and it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, you can tell the seal has been broken. Likewise, if you, uh, on any jars, right, you've got a, a, a jar of pickles, you know when the lid has been popped and the seal has been broken. Uh, and that makes you skeptical, right? And so it's saying, how do we make sure that that, that seal has not been broken um, so that our, uh, our, our ministry won't be tainted. Um, because I think the one thing that we also realize here is that God's purposes will always prevail, no matter how messed up our plans get or where our place of ministry ends up or what difficult task we may have in front of us that we have to face. Um, it, God's purpose is going to happen whether our personal preferences are fulfilled or not. <laughs> and and uh, in verse 29, it actually focuses on that, on that saying that that he will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ, meaning when it is his time, when God has ordained for that to be his time, he will be there. Uh, the odd thing in this, and the irony, I guess you could say in this, is Paul made it to Rome, but not the way that he wanted to. Instead of uh, jumping on a, a boat and making it there, um, instead, 
Um, he was dragged out of the temple, beaten severely, arrested, and put in prison for two years before he was put on a boat to Rome. <laughs> His journey there did not make it, uh, was not as good as he wanted it. And it was not a, a Mediterranean cruise, I can tell you that. Um, we're not certain if he um, ever even made it to Spain, but we do know that the gospel message rang out from Paul, even while he was in prison. He had the opportunity to preach uh, to government officials, people visiting him in jail, or people visited him in jail, and 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 were ministered to. On top of that, Paul's long delay in traveling to Rome led him to write a lovely letter, which we are reading from the fifteenth chapter of, which is the book of Romans. <laughs> so, so you can see how God had different plans for Paul to get to Rome. You can see how God will have different plans for us in our own lives, even though we may not want to go down that path. God will find a way, <laughs> whether we're kicking or screaming, kicking and screaming or not. Uh, and, and so, you know, a good example of that, although not, although not kicking and screaming, um, I, was, I was talking to a third grade class this week. Uh, I was there. They had been looking for a, a person to come speak to them and who was a new immigrant and, and I was the closest one that they could find and I, so I was invited by uh, uh, by Titus uh, Carrie and it was it was great and so I got to go there and share a bit and one of the things that they were very interested in was how cold it was where I came from and and that it was it gets to minus 60 and how cold that really is um, and, and I think of the, the story of me getting to Saskatchewan and how I got there and, and registering for school from a, an internet cafe in Australia that was right by the beach. I think, wow, this is not what I, <laughs> not what I uh, expected. There was a bit of kicking and screaming, especially once I realized how cold it was. But inevitably, God got me there, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, I thank him for it. And so I think that's also where we gotta gotta be is realizing that yes, there will be difficult times. There will also be great times, but all of those times will be in God's will, and God's purposes will always prevail. And and so that's a bit of encouragement as um, as we as we go forward is to seek first God's kingdom in your life and and what that means in the world, and and to make the best plans that you can. But at the end of the day, as we see as Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, really saying that to, to this heavenly Father, that your will be done. Even though I may not want it, your will be done. And it allows us, the moment we do that, it allows us to take the step that is right in front of us, knowing that God is there and God is uh, with us and God is for us. Uh, and so it allows us to have a bit more of bit more confidence as we go through those hills and valleys of life, which we, which we do go through. I think I'm going to end it there for today. I think that's a good place to stop, especially coming off of our, our previous talks on 1 Samuel chapter 17. Uh, and I wanted to really uh, take a look at it for us because it is very easy for us to face discouragement and face uh, unknowns in front of us. But, but realize that what we may deem as unknown to God is fully known. And so so you can have confidence in that God is is fully with you in, in this plan as he leads you. Uh, you just have to be willing to submit. 
so, so that being said, uh, let me leave it there for today. I'm glad that you're able to, to join me whenever you're listening to this. So take care, have a great week, and I'm looking to be back next week. Have a great week.